today we're under a PMS watch, but I fully expect it to be upgraded to a PMS warning by later today. You should take cover and have plenty of chocolate on hand. For women, the language of girlfriends is our native tongue. It's our home country, kind of a members-only lounge with its own set of rules. I think that every woman needs another woman to count on, one that you can run to when you feel lost, one who picks up the phone at 2 a.m., one who says, you and your four kids can actually move in. You know that girlfriend who tells you that, yeah, your ass looks fat in those jeans or you better get your ass to class, get your ass to booty burn on the double? The one who tells you the truth even though you want her to lie? The one who reaches out to help you even when you don't have the heart to ask her. I've always been best friends with my man, but let's be candid. A guy can never share the unspoken language of girlfriends. And David comes pretty close. I mean, we cook together. He loves fashion. He's a passionate, he, he, he's as passionate about child rearing as I am. But I am not dishing with my man about cellulite over lunch with him. I am not fessing up about the libido waves. And I am for sure not talking to my man about PMS. So today, I invite you all to ladies' night. We are at my condo in Santa Monica, and I'm here with my girlfriends. And we're going to open up the dialogue about, wait for it, <laughs> PMS. Bum, bum, bum. So if you're a guy, and if you've tuned into this podcast, I kind of want to tell you to find another podcast to listen to. But since you're here, you just might learn something. And by the end of this podcast, I give you my word that I'm going to give you 10 things that you should probably never do. So bear with us, men. Um, you might learn a little something along the way. But ladies, this one is definitely for you. All right, everyone, before we get to our PMS party, I just want to take a second and say thank you to Skechers for continuing to support my Naked Mom podcast. It takes so many people to keep this little baby going, so huge thank you to Skechers. And I also want to tell you guys that my current favorite shoe, because you know I have a whole bunch of them, is the new Skechers Delights. They have a roomy fit and a memory foam that is so comfortable, you can't even tell that it's in there. And there's a tiny little lift that makes you a bit taller. I'm a huge fan. If you haven't tried them, go out and get yourself a pair. All right, everybody, let's get back to ladies talk. So joining me today is my very, very, very close two friends, Kristen Brady. Hey, Kristen. Hey, Brooke. Are you about to really, really, really open up a can of worms? I really am. <laughs> Kristen and I spend a lot of time actually um, bitching and venting and dishing about PMS. 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 <laughs> there you go. So this is the real Life. deal. And also joining us is Melanie Lekos. How are you, Melanie? I'm good. I'm actually PMSing now, but we'll get through it. Oh, boy. <laughs> she did say that to me earlier when she tried to, tried to weasel out of being here. But this is a good thing. And to be really honor, honest, my uterus hurts, too. I think I'm ovulating. So this is the timing of this. Are we all? It's really perfect. I mean, w listen, we're all in this together. We all go through this as women. And it's real. And I feel like... The older we get, the harder it gets. And um, the good thing about Melanie is she's kind of the girlfriend that I call when I need some medical knowledge or I need some advice. And I, and I do feel like, in all seriousness, you are a plethora of knowledge and you know so much. She's also married to a doctor and she's a nurse. And you, you, really, you really do have a lot of valuable information to share with us. And um, I think that a lot of women don't know they're in it when they're in it. 
And it's something that happens every month. And I want to just sort of dissect and break down what goes on with um, a lot of us. If you're not experiencing PMS, aren't you lucky? Um, and so is your husband. Uh, in my household, that's a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> Same with Kristen and, yes. um, and also Melanie. So uh, where should we start, ladies? What do you think? I think, how do you know you're PMSing? That's what I think really important. Well, I was actually looking up something today because I wanted to come with some some research and I was I was looking up some of the symptoms and it actually made me kind of sad. It sounded like one of those bad commercials that gives you the disclaimer when you're about to start taking a new drug. <laughs> and it talked about anxiety, depression, bloating, sadness, emotional outbursts, diarrhea. Like I don't even want to say that, let alone like <laughs> own it. Acne, sore breasts, fatigue. Like yeah. how do you not know you, you're in it? Like you know oh Here's how you Here's know you're thing. in it. Here, let's just go there. Go. You know you're in it when your husband starts giving you that side eye and you want to like knock him out. I mean, let's be real. Guys, you're not allowed to talk about PMS. You're not about to hint that PMS is knocking on the door. You're not about allowed to ask when our site, you should know when our cycle is coming, by the way, if you're living with us. And you're not allowed to give us a hard time about it because as women, we can get together we can use words like uterus. Nobody cares. We can be like, my back hurts. I'm ovulating. Nobody cares. We get it. We speak a language that only women speak. Like, how do you know when you're in it? My husband. Ah, that's it. Doesn't that make it worse? It makes it totally worse. So here's the thing. Because I'm so busy, I never, I never realize like when I'm going down that whole PMS rabbit hole. I just don't. I don't see my demise coming until my husband says to me, he's like the canary in the coal mine. <gasps> For real. But full disclosure, God, I know her husband very well. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. <laughs> no, really? no, no, I, I don't no, know this. this He's never done that to me because <laughs> I'm not married to him. <laughs> no, but he is a canary in the coal mine because he is like the one who knows before I even know that I'm PMSing. So what does he say? Okay, so you ready? I'm, I don't know. So this is why I have to say it's full disclosure. I said, because, is he going to be mad at us for having this conversation no. in front of the world? Maybe. Okay, but he's your manager, so it doesn't really matter. Okay, good. So, um. <laughs> In any event, so he, so full disclosure is, is that, you know, my husband has represented Brooke longer than we have been married, which has been, he's represented you for 16 years. So much for keeping him anonymous. David Brady, I can't believe you give your wife a hard time about PMS. <laughs> so here's the thing, for all intents and purposes, right, Brooke has become his office wife. For sure. It's right? true. We spend a lot yeah. of time together. And we're much nicer to each other than we are to our own spouses. Of course. And his wife, Kristen, happens to be one of my closest friends. So it's all complicated. Who knew? <laughs> Seriously. So- and we PMS on the same cycle, which is even more effed up. Totally. That's a whole nother thing, linking up with your friends yeah. well, and your oh, daughters. Yeah. That's, a That's a whole estrogen thing. nightmare. Yeah. But go on. Finish so like David's, da- David Brady's life, it like takes on, it's like a whole other level <laughs> Are we the, in denial about our PMS? Totally. Because I know that because when I talk to you and you're like, uh, and I'm like, are you PMSing? You're like, no. Because like, whatever you, sure? you say to me when you're in it, I just make you feel better. Are For we sure. in complete and utter denial? We are. But what make what makes you ask her if she's PMSing? Because, okay, here's how it goes down. Because she doesn't know when she's PMSing. I don't know. See, I know when I'm PMSing. No, that's not true. Yes, I do. No, you don't. What you do you really mean? <laughs> you don't know when you're PMSing. Because do. do I ask you, Melanie? No. No, sometimes on a on occasion you will call me and we'll have a conversation. I'll say, are you PMSing? And I'll be like, oh shit. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, are you? You're like, I'll be no. like, no, I'd like to blame it on that, but I don't give it that much credit credit because real life is really happening. I feel really like you do so know don't downplay. PMSing. I feel like I do too. Yeah. Okay, ladies, do not downplay PMS. 
Answer the question, Kristen. How do you know when you're okay, PMSing? Okay, so here's what happens. Is it David Brady will say to me, indirectly he'll make an inquiry, like without, right? It's a passive inquiry. So he'll say to me, hey, is Brooke PMSing? Rule number one. Oh, ask, asking the girlfriend, I guess, is okay. He asks you that? What? <laughs> I would die if my husband asked if another woman was PMSing. Well, but, well, but you... He's Consider, so I mean, it's like a really <laughs> so fired. <laughs> I'm totally no, no, no. But but here's the thing: it's it, that's why I said it's it's an indirect inquiry because because I get short and a little bitchy, and my husband says the same thing, and a little well, he, nippy, and I yell at the kids a little bit more, and my fuse is shorter, and I'm a little bit grumpier. I get it. My patience is low. I get it. But I also feel like I'm old enough now at 45 years old where I can kind of check myself, and now I know it's coming. You do know when it's coming. It's like the theme song maybe should be, I feel it coming. I was going to say that it should be the Alice Cooper song. Only women bleed. Only women bleed. But now I think it's, I feel it coming. Who's that by? It's by. (laughs) (laughs) This is a sad situation. The guy with the dreadlocks who was dating, uh, He's dating Selena Gomez. Oh, The weekend. The weekend. Thank you. I feel like coming. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> and by the way, the memory got That was good. That was yeah, the memory gets yeah. clogged. All right. Anyway, so he asks so, you if yeah. I'm PMSing. Well, because then, he knows, right? Because we're on the same cycle. On the same so cycle. is he gauging your PMS bullshit on So me? then it's sort of like putting me in check. <laughs> oh. Right? Like uh, reminding me like, okay. Oh. Right? Is, is that passive aggressive? Well, let me tell you no, what he's telling passive. me about you. Oh. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. Did you see that look? I'm totally kidding. By the way, so we know all the symptoms. I was actually talking to one of my girlfriends after booty burn today, and I was like, you know, what would you want to know? What do you think that women really want to want to turn the light on when it comes to PMS? And she says, you know, I recently went to the doctor, and I went to the doctor because I was a little bit late, and she's in her late 40s, and she's like, is the change coming? I love how she said the change. She didn't have the heart to call it menopause, which we're not going to talk about menopause today because we're in complete denial of that, that subject matter. But she said, is the change coming along? And the doctor kind of broke it down for her in a very sympathetic way. And he said, you're feeling bitchy and there's a lot of stuff going on. The change isn't coming. You're tired. Like, don't un- mm. don't underestimate fatigue. But yet we know that fatigue goes hand in hand with PMS. There's, so there's all a lot of very, there's a whole long list of very real symptoms that anybody who's not in it might think are, it's just real life happening. But we know as women... But there are symptoms out of our control that partner up with PMS and that mother nature completely fucked us over. She did. Completely. Completely. 100%. We I got mean, the short end of the stick. We did. There's no handbook. There's no way to prep. There's no way to prepare for it. The only thing that we can really do, I think, is educate ourselves, better understand it, take really good care of our bodies. They say drink a lot of water or tone down the caffeine, blah, 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 blah. We're not really doing that because life is happening. But... We have to understand it, I think, and meet PMS with uh, compassion. Do you agree? A hundred percent agree. And you have to give yourself a break and you have to realize when it's happening and take steps to thwart it. It can happen two weeks before your cycle. Yeah. So you have to recognize when you're feeling. Which, by the way, is a really long time. Two it's weeks a long before time. Your cycle. And it's and not always you, consistent. And then you get your cycle and it's not consistent. And then you have all the symptoms and the bloating and you're feeling yucky and you're down and out. Like, I was watching TV the other day and Barbra Streisand was getting an award and I started bawling. And I'm like, oh my God, am I PMSing? <laughs> is it coming? 
coming. Probably like, yes. <laughs> I'm crying. Like, you know, at the drop of a hat. And I'm not even that emotional of a person. What do you feel? When I'm PMSing? Or when it's coming or when you're in it. Like, what, what are you experiencing? Well, first of all, I get divorced every month. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really wrong on all levels. That I, I want a divorce every month. David, it, I'm sorry. I, so, I, I totally love you. But I do know that there's a week where, which is not your fault, that I'm going to completely be against you, which is why I have this place where I am right now. Which, so ladies' night is taking place in so Santa Monica. Great for <laughs> Thank God you have the ability to do that. You can join me. Sometimes I want to spare him. Sometimes well, I think I, you should spare him. I, right? Yeah. We Absolutely. don't know that in our 20s. You probably are not PMSing that hard in your 20s, but we don't even know that in our 30s. And you certainly don't know that in a new marriage. But I do think there's an element of getting to know yourself as a woman and an understanding where you just need some solitude or some time with your girlfriends. Do you agree? I agree. Totally. Time alone. Okay, so you're divorcing every month. Ugh. Every month I get a divorce. That's hard. Yeah, it is hard. It's a hard thing to go through. You don't sleep. You're bloated. You're irritable. You're depressed. Why are we not sleeping? It's really all about estrogen and progesterone and your serotonin levels. All of those things control your sleep. Serotonin levels control our sleep? For sure. So do we experience different levels of that when we're working out? Yes. When you work out, it increases all of the good endorphins, serotonin, all of the good things. So does working out help combat PMS? Because 100%. I've read about this. Is this real? For sure. So when you're PMSing and when you're tired and you're grumpy and you're bloated and you're in a funk, you do not want to work out. So here's the other challenge <laughs> that Mother Nature handed to us with no manual. You got to get up. You got to get moving. You got to get motivated. You got to get to the gym, even on those dark down days when you don't have the energy. Because if you work out... More so than ever, you need to push through that and go work out. And how because hard is that? It's, it's, it's proven that it's better than Prozac. It's more effective than Prozac in increasing your serotonin. I've read a study about that. And for those of you, because you don't know about our small little, close little circle in Malibu, we all work out together. So this is part of the booty burn Malibu little clan. And we're able to like open up the dialogue in a very safe space. So every time we work out and we finish, we go get a smoothie, we sit at Sun Life, and we just... <laughs> We're all on the same cycle. So I'm not sure that you want to know about that conversation. But the point is it's necessary. It makes us feel better. It has to happen. And we push each other. Like we have a circle of friends, which I highly recommend for all women. We text each other and we were like, yeah, I know it's I know it's that time. Get your ass to class. Push through it because we're going to feel better because of it. And you always do. We always do. So that's really unfair. So, so that's real. That Fatigue is, is real. It's for real. And even if you weren't PMSing, if you were tired. And, and it messes up your sleep cycles. So you have five 90-minute sleep cycles that you go through. It will pop you out of each cycle and you won't feel rested. And when we don't feel rested, regardless of PMS. You're going to be irritable. You're irritable. It's really tough. If you're, you're a mom. Your focus you're a new is mom, bad. Like I haven't slept in 17 years because I have four children, but my little ones still come in in the middle of the night. They're always something. And, and, and fatigue is, is like knocking Huge. on devil's door, right? It's the worst. We have too much to do in the day not to have energy. Is there anything that we can do about that in correlation with PMS when it comes to fatigue? Well, what I do during PMS time, do you want to know my routine? Yeah. yeah. So I take something called Zero Plus. I take it now too because Melanie gave it to me. 
I take it two weeks out of the month. We're not doctors, so we're not giving any medical advice. Nor are we promoting anything. But there are, and and, and this isn't like an advertisement again, <laughs> but there are over-the-counter things yeah, for sure. that um, have some legitimate research behind them. So well, I take this. Well, actually, um, the FDA's approved Prozac and Zoloft to market S- their SSRIs for PMS. The problem is it takes too long to take effect. So that's why the more natural approach, which is taking 5-HDP and um, which- I read ser- something about vitamin D today. Vitamin D is great. Vitamin B6. Um, Cero Plus has a lot of cofactors along with those things that immediately affects your serotonin levels. You don't have to wait. You is don't there- have to suffer. Right, right, right. I mean, you, Melanie has, has advised even for me, like clockwork when I, when I know that I'm in the middle of my cycle to just start taking it. I mm. also read something today, even about like upping your, your, your water intake. For sure. And why? Is that going to help regulate the bloating? Well, we get bloated because um, we have hormones that bind salt during our PMS time. So the best thing you can do is flush that out. You can drink a lot of water. You can eat strawberries, eat parsley. If you take a little progesterone, that's an that's a natural diuretic also. But yeah, we definitely hold on to water during that time. So I always say drink a lot or drink more water than you think you should. Like drink half your body weight in water. You hold on to water. Yeah. And we know that that makes us feel bad anyway as women. And by the way, don't get on the scale. Like don't don't even bother no. with that because we know how much no. of a mind play the effect that has on all Absolutely. of us women. And five pounds of water can fluctuate for anybody. And people don't understand time. that. Yeah. Um, so give yourself a break when it comes to that. For sure. Don't stay feel off the, the fire. <laughs> stay off the scale. Look at your clothes. How are your clothes fitting? Yeah. yeah and I'm don't totally do it during agree. your PMS. Time. What, what are you feeling, Kristen? Oh, totally. So when I go to the doctor, I tell them immediately. I'm like, don't tell me what my weight is. I'm going to close my eyes yeah. and don't say anything. That's fine. Right. Yeah. So that's what I do. But the thing is, is that, um, like 15 years ago, my PMS had gotten to a really awful level. And, um, and what do you mean by awful level? Well, I mean, what does like, that mean? like it changed from what it was as a younger woman it changes. Yeah. Like in the closet, sobbing, crying, did that have anything to do with your childbearing years and postpartum depression? Or no. was that strictly PMS? So strictly. So all of a sudden you have uncontrollable emotions that are just getting yeah. you down and yeah. out. Comple- I mean, like uh, nothing I've ever, ever experienced before, right? And to the point like, my husband's like, what's going on? Uh, what? You know, so I still, so I went to you to, to this. And how site. old were you at the time? Oh, 15 like, years ago. So 30s. Oh, okay. Young. Okay. No, this is important because a lot of people don't realize they're in it when they're in it. And um, I also think hearing stories like this help us to better understand as women what other women are going through. And there's freedom in that and there's safety in that. And it's super important, by the way, in addition to this of understanding that you're not alone, you got to get checked up. You got to have your hormones checked. You have to have an intimate relationship with your doctor that's safe so you can open up this dialogue and really educate yourself and understand what's going on because our bodies are changing forever as women unexpectedly. So you're 35, you're, you're in the closet and like, what is going on? Literally. So in any event, so my husband says to me, you need to see somebody, right? I'm like, okay. So he, so he gets the name of this guy who's- And who do you see, Melanie? Like, who's the person that you see when you're in this state? Is it your OBGYN? Is it a hormone specialist? Who's the person that someone sees? 
Not you, but I oh, mean women in general. In general. Melanie's, oh. The reason why Melanie is so knowledgeable is because her husband is a, an MD. Yes. So who does somebody see? Because I think it's really important for women to take this seriously, just for safety. Well, that's a multi-level question. Of course you're OBGYN, but okay. sometimes they are antiquated in their thinking. Okay. So I think that you should talk to them, and I also think you should talk to people who have studied Eastern medicine and, okay. and get a couple of different opinions. Mm-hmm. But OBGYN is a good place to yes, start. So what sure. kind of a doctor did you go see? So I just went straight to the psychopharmacologist at UCLA. Okay. okay. Who specialized in in women's, you know, mental health. Okay, good. So we, so I sat with him and he, you know, we charted my cycle for like a month. And literally it was like, you know, scale of one to 10, where are you here, here, here. And I ended up on antidepressants, which was, you know, and like you said, it takes so long. Did that help? It, it, look at, I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't going to class with you. So, right. I mean, that really... Really, so so I was like just hoping that it was going to take a hold, and it, and it did after like six weeks. And the reason know. why Kristen even brings up class is that I think sometimes when you have a safe circle or you have an outlet or you have sort sort of your she tribe to count on, which I'm always an advocate. I'm such a girl's girl. But I do think that even if, if you feel like you're lost and you're drowning, you need someone, your mom, your husband, your girlfriend, your, a friend, someone, a doctor, a professional, just to sort of um, start the dialogue, right? And like what we experience as women, we're so lucky. And by the way, you don't have to find like that sacred space or class. It could just be something that inspires you or makes you feel good or um, brings up your levels or gives you some adrenaline. It's sort of your escape. It could be a walk alone. It could be anything that brings you joy. But I think at that time in your life, you were a little bit um, in solitude and oh, rolling yeah. through yeah. some hormones and some emotions oh, yeah. and some yeah. uh, a physical change, right? Completely. Oh. So, you know, it was it was brutal. It really was. And it was like, you know, so finally that took a hold. And then, you know, eventually I got off of that. And... Um, and then I was running and ended up in a couple of surgeries because of the running, right, and, and spine surgeries. And then finally, I went into a huge depression, yeah. like in the worst way, because running was like my, what I loved to do. It was the only thing that I like connected with. Because you physically couldn't, couldn't do that. Oof. I that mean, was increasing her serotonin. Yes. So the whole runner's high at like 15 miles. It was Can like, you explain that just because I think um, – Sometimes uh, laymen and, and people listening, people even when we're, even as patients with doctors, we hear medical terms and we get lost and there's not um, enough self-confidence sometimes to stop someone mid-conversation and say, explain that to me because I'm not following. So when you say that the serotonin levels change, like what does that mean? So there's feel-good chemicals in your brain, serotonin, dopamine, different neurotransmitters. Serotonin is the big one. And you can boost them naturally by running and sometimes... Or being on the treadmill or doing an aerobics class or... Anything that gets your heart rate up. Okay. Anything that gets your heart rate up will increase your neurotransmitters. And it works better than Prozac. It's been proven. And it works longer. And sometimes Prozac will wear off and it won't stop working. So that never happens with exercise. When you're feeling bad and you're in a dark place or you're just down and out, or you have mild PMS and you want to like curl up in your bed with your sweats on and eat a bag of chips Mm -hmm. and watch, speed watch movies. That's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. But you have to fight that. But you have to fight, you have to be 
prophylactic in what you're doing. Like you have to start exercising before you have PMS. You have to. I mean, you know me, I'm like exercise all year long because the benefits go so far beyond vanity and the booty and the. I don't exercise for any other reason for my brain. Love that. No other reason. Love that. I don't care about my body, Hmm. anything. It's my brain. Okay. So super, super important takeaway right there. So you can't work out. Yeah. So I can't. And you're in a funk. I'm in a terrible. And it's getting worse. Like nothing I've ever experienced in my life, right? And, um, and so in any event, so here I am like a year and a half later and I'm still having a tremendous amount of pain, but it's starting to dissipate. And then, um, and then Brooke sends me a text, like, why don't you come to class? My husband's like, why don't you go to her class? And I'm like, oh my God, what, uh, how? Like really? I mean, I'm in like in the worst shape of my life. And that's the problem that I think that women face. It's the how, when I can't start that very first step. The day. first step. So I'm in a funk. I feel like crap. I have no self-confidence. I don't have a support system. I'm beyond the point of return. So how am I going to do that? And what am I, and, on, and honestly, what am I going to have in common with women in Malibu? Like serious, I mean, I'm like in the worst space of my life right? Like I want to go to the class, but I'm like, well, how do I even like begin to walk in there and, mm. and feel okay enough to like even work out? But I was desperate, yeah. so desperate. And, and here's and a girl. And I needed you, by the way. Here's a girl who- I actually needed her because I was doing a project and I, and I, I, I needed her. First but, of all, I saw her and I recognized it, but I also was did. able to say like, I need you for this- um, would you lend your body to me for a fitness experiment was kind of how it all started before I even became a teacher. I was choreographing a DVD series for my booty burn. That's why I do what I do. And I wanted a real group of women. And I was basically like, would you help me? Let me help, help me help you kind of thing. Which is really the amazing thing about you. Thank you. Yeah. Truly amazing. You got me to increase my exercise too, by the way. Oh, Guys, by thank you, but exponential you got, uh, amounts. No, but I here's the thing: that. is like when you don't feel like you, when when somebody recognizes something that you don't even see in within yourself, right? And you go and you do it and you trust it, because you had, for some reason you had this thing. Like it's like you know, hmm. no, I believe in that. No, this can happen. That's all Sometimes it I don't realize the power of that because I kind of like march that like sort of every day. And then you bring me back to this place where I remember those moments or we'll meet somebody or somebody will mm-hmm. come into class mm-hmm. or somebody will just cross our path. And, you know, you never really know, I think, in life what you say, how it affects someone. How you're you know, impact that, someone. Yeah, that smile that you give to some stranger or, you know, that gentle ear or that weird like social media connection, which, you know, we all do it. We have all these pretend friends around the world or the response and the conversation and how it really pushes someone. And I feel so blessed, like in our circle that we can count on each other. And, you know, for a lot of people, they, they, most people, I think they, they don't have that, that sort of safety zone in their siren song, you know, that red light, that, that alarm is not loud enough for them to go, Oh shit. Like I'm in, I'm in trouble. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of women find themselves spiraling and drowning and don't understand PMS. So as much as we joke around about it and, you know, what I really wanted to do in this interview was sort of bring light to some of the facts and some of the stats and open up the dialogue and find some freedom also in kind of many people are going through it. And, um, you know, again, medically, you know, people need to seek their own personal and professional advice, but there are things we can do as women. And sometimes, you know, Kristen and I will just call each other (laughs) 
just to let it out and just to vent and just to give each other that, oh my God, he said, what are you going through this? Or, oh, it's not that bad. Or of course you're feeling, honey, you're PMSing, come over. You know, or sometimes I'm like, seriously, you didn't do any, you said, well, of course you said that. Where, where, where are you? <laughs> come over. Let's like work through this. Yeah. It's sort of that, that freedom, I think, and that connection that we have as women. Well, and that increases all your neurotransmitters as well. Having- Why? Like how? Just having the conversations and having the connections with people, they've they've already studied what makes people stay alive. And mm. one of them is having relationships and talking and connecting. That's right. It's huge. It's a huge thing. That's right. So even if you can't work out, if you're disabled, whatever it is, find a good support group and talk. It's very helpful. Yeah, that's right. And I think for people who don't have um, a friend, and I, I, I say that very sensitively, there's even, you know, there's anonymous places where you can go online and support groups and um, hotlines where you can go, where you can just sort of feel heard and feel better. So it's very serious. I mean, we, you know, we joke around about PMS and, you know, men certainly do, um, but it could be a very, very dark place, right? For sure. Yeah. We've got a lot more of our interview coming up in just a minute, but first I just want to take a quick second to say thank you to our sponsor, Skechers. They've been supporting the Naked Mom podcast week after week, and many of you guys might know that I'm a longtime Skechers fan. We've worked together for almost decades, and I just want to take a minute to thank the brand for supporting my Naked Mom podcast. I'm a working mom, I'm super busy, I'm always looking for shoes that can give me more style, but also comfort. And the ones that I'm really in love with right now are the new Skechers Delights. Maybe you've seen my commercial that's running, but there are so many fun colors and designs. I gotta tell you, the comfort of these guys is so unreal. The shoes literally make you just a tiny bit taller because they have a hidden heel built in, and you can't even tell because the memory foam cushioning is really that good. Thanks again, Skechers, for supporting my show. I totally appreciate it. And thanks for making great styles that we all love to wear. All right, everybody, let's get back to the show. For those of us that aren't in that very, very dark place, that are dealing from with the day-to-day, <laughs> annoying and irritable and just, you know, PMS symptoms that, you know, are driving us mad. Like, what, what do we do about it? What do we do? What do we do, Kristen? Uh, we work out. We for sure work out. We get up and we get out of our funk. We drink more water. Drink more water. Uh, we teach the men in our lives not to talk about it. Although they never seem to quite <laughs> My producer's get it. glaring at me right now. Do you get that, David? David Hart. Now. Whatever do you, get you that? do, whatever you do, do not say, are you PMSing? Is it that time of the month? Well, that might just send you over the edge, Melanie. I, I, I'm going to cut someone's throat. Yeah. <laughs> or that like look when you're like, mom's PMSing. Don't say mom is PMSing ever. Do you do that, David? Never. Be honest. Uh, yeah, I'm a little smarter than that, but maybe <laughs> maybe obliquely. Obliquely? Obliquely. obliquely. You know, man. like like uh, obliquely like from the saying, side. Obliquely yeah, from Kristen the side. Kristen was saying like maybe the indirect approach, like, hey, how's uh, your friend doing? Oh. oh. Like, what do you even call it? What, what do you call no, it? No, but honestly, <laughs> uh, my wife, uh, Kathleen, has she had very very severe cramps when she was a adolescent and in her 20s and i think they're a little bit better now um and she's very very good at recognizing like what's happening to her and um i'm we also have a super super um 
frank and comedic relationship where Good. I can go like, oh my God, you are about to bleed to death. Oh, that's, <laughs> see, see, that wouldn't bother me. That's better than, yeah. seriously. <laughs> or in the middle like, of a disagreement. That is yes, good. Yes. Uh, so that's funny. Yeah, if you put like a funny honey, spin I'm just, to I'm it. I'm worried about your health because you're going to bleed to death. Okay, oh that's different. God, that's good. Okay, uh, listen up, men. Listen, humor is super <laughs> totally. If you can make us laugh through this, find a way. Because I could say to you, Melanie, I feel so awful. I feel like a little tick. I just want to curl up in fetal position. I am not saying that to my man, but I could be like, oh my God, I feel so awful. I ate an entire pizza last night and I just binge watched Frank and Gracie and I feel like a tick. Can you come over? <laughs> like no one else is going to get that, but no. another woman. No. And yet we live with men. Yet we live with men. We do. And I love living with a man, I got to say. But I mean, look, let's cramps. Let's bring it down to the minor stuff, which can be severe. Come on, we're feeling like crap. We're and in pain. We're bloated. So my, you want to feels do like somebody's have... driving a fist through our back. My 18-year-old daughter is immobile from cramps. I've never had cramps like that. I've, I don't, I've I didn't never. I didn't have them as a young woman, but I get them now. I've never experienced that. But there's a few things you can do. You can take fish oil or black currant oil. And the biggest thing is not to drink caffeine when you're having cramps or if you think you're going to have them. So if I don't have my cup of coffee in the morning. It'll help. I'm uh, okay. Let's just keep it real for a second. Okay, go. I'm cramping. <laughs> I know it's coming. As David Hart said, I'm about to bleed to death. Uh-oh. I'm not feeling. And you want me to skip my cup of coffee in the morning? Okay. That would be the worst thing. Think about when you're going to get your yearly physical and you have to fast and you can't have your cup of coffee oh my and you're God. going to the doctor for blood work. Like, don't talk to me. <laughs> don't come near me. Pros and cons. Don't. Weigh so, it out. Weigh it out. Why? What? What is the caffeine? If your cramps are out of control, don't drink caffeine. If you're just in a bitch mood and didn't sleep, drink your caffeine. Can I have my cup of coffee and take three by ibuprofen? For sure. Yeah. Great option. Kristen. I mean, why not? I mean, seriously. What I love about Melanie, here's what I love about Melanie. There's nothing better than having a girlfriend that has medical knowledge that's married to a doctor that can break it down for you, help you fix it, tell you what to take and guide you through it. Then I can call Kristen. I'll be like, you crap. What do I really do? I'm like, did you pop your three ibuprofen? Come meet me for a cafe latte so we can just bitch about it. Yeah. That's my remedy. That's and then, too. Whatever works. You re- Do you skip your coffee when you're... I don't get cramps. Oh. But my daughter, she cannot get off the ground. So Ooh. she does not drink caffeine. You, you have to, What everybody's different. All right, so what are you doing now? Now in your life, Kristen, because I know you, it's a struggle. What, what are you, how are you managing it? Honestly, besides our little, um, besides our, our sessions of reality, <laughs> where we yeah. make each other feel, but for I the abuse know. that we're causing <clears throat> others. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's like, you know, I see a shrink. Okay. Um, Does he get it? Is it she? Oh, good. Oh, so she gets good. it. Oh, good. She gets it. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. She has a uterus. Yes, she that's does. Right. She does. And you know, it's like it's you know, as I get older, and I just turned you know fifty, and um, and I was really looking forward to it, thinking you know I'm stronger than I've been in a long time, and this is going to be really great. But the thing is, it just didn't work out that way <laughs> because. Yeah. I ended up PMSing for two weeks before my 50th, which made me feel not like cool. shit. There's that right. time frame. Not fair. Awful. Watch out for it. We're not going to even talk about the next chapter of this. Let's stick to. I don't know. What's we, age we, appropriate right now? Seriously? Considering our PMS. David Hart, we're going to have to do another 
another podcast called menopause. That's like a bad word. Which can happen when you're 30, by the way. Stop it. True. It can happen anytime. Stop it. It's true. I just read this. um, I read this quote online. This is a good one. I wish you guys could see the visual. I'm going to post this one. But it said, I imagine she's having a dialogue with her husband. It says, oh, honey, you have a cold. Oh, my gosh. How rude of me. Well, I just laid an egg and now my body is violently ripping down the walls of my uterus. But I'm so sorry. Can I get you a tissue, honey? (laughs) I guess not real life. Like, do you realize that we're going through this 12 times a year? (laughs) Should should we tell our worst PMS stories that we have? Yeah, because I want to ask you a question about something that I looked up today Uh called uh, PMS D dysmorphic syndrome. I never heard this term before. Have you heard of this? I have. David, have you heard of PMS DD? Never. Okay. So this is like- Your wife may have it. (laughs) Oh no. I don't think so because they're still making jokes. I don't know your wife. So have you guys heard of this PMS DD? My other girlfriends are shaking their head. No, this is like PMS on crack. Yeah. Yeah. It's PMDD, I think. Oh, PMDD? PMDD. But it is like PMS on crack. (gasps) That's exactly how you should describe it. Give us the worst story. And this is how I knew that I had it. PMDD? Yes. Oh. So Do I have that? No, I don't have that, do I? Absolutely not. Okay. We're in denial anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, we're in denial anyway. Denial's good. <laughs> so I woke up one morning, and I have this collection of coffee cups collected from everywhere my husband and I have been over the world. They all have markings over where we've been. Oh. Yeah. Oh, just wait. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> But, like I said, I get divorced every month, and I woke up, and I had just rage. I was just raging right when I woke up. And I went and got probably 10 of those coffee cups that we've collected over the years, and I went and found them, and I started oh. smashing them <gasps> on the ground. Was your husband home? No, I did it in front of him. <gasps> I said, I have wasted the <laughs> last oh, 20 no. years of my life. These memories mean nothing. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> and it was so bad that they ricocheted up and broke the windows in my living room. Whoa. Wow. What did he do? He was in shock. I'm sure. In shock. He he oh. just was, stop, stop. And that's yeah, when like, I knew. Off. <laughs> that's when I knew I needed Plus. <laughs> and that, okay, so so you're in that rage. In right? a rage. In this uncontrollable, like, emotional roller coaster in the wee hours of the morning. In the morning. It didn't make any sense. Nothing triggered it. No. So this is crazy. It was crazy. And it was right in the time that I have my PMS. It was just a really bad episode. And he's a doctor, episode. so does he have— He recognized it. Oh, wow. He mm. always recognizes it. Always. He's always, he always sometimes, says. sometimes, you know, the professionals don't recognize it when they're in it. No, he does. Okay, good. He does. Because with me, it's black and white. It's not, it's not gradual. It is black and white difference in my behavior. Whoa. Yeah. So that's real. So what did you do? Um, so I cried and cleaned it up and went and had my alone time. And then like, what's that inner dialogue like? Well, then you realize wow, I'm really having a bad, bad PMS episode. Whoa. Yeah. So that's the difference between normal PMS and PMDD. Hmm. And what do you think about, like, I know your history and we speak so openly um, about it in our daily friendship, but what do you think about, um, I want to dance around this because I don't want to downplay the reality of these symptoms, but you know, there are some women that are just real bitchy, right? And there are some men that have to live with women that are just plain bitchy. 
And I know those women. Yeah, we, we, we know a lot of those women. It doesn't fluctuate during the month. <laughs> right. So this you, you see where I'm going yeah. with this. So there are some people that want the PMS hall pass, oh. right? There are some men that want the PMS shame blame, right? But I, I think that there's an educational process that needs to happen, really understanding what you're rolling in and out of what's real and and what's an excuse. And even for like our husbands and our spouses and men to really understand what we go through and and the severity of, of the symptoms that take place on a monthly basis. And what you just said is, is what I was getting at. It's not every day of the month. That's life. That's personality. Yeah. So there's there a are difference. ebbs and flows and there's a pattern that if we begin to understand as we grow into this, that we can help yeah. ourselves roll in and out of it. Yes? You have to pay attention. You have to pay attention to every day, how you feel, what your anxiety levels, what your depression levels. You have to know when you're coming in and out of whatever it is that you're feeling with your mm -hmm. PMS. And people like me need to be prophylactic in your actions mm -hmm. and take Sarah Plus, exercise all the time. You have to be proactive about it. I think the more information we have and the better we understand our bodies and the more that we can sort of saturate ourselves in compassion and understanding and knowledge, um, it's really important because I feel like as we grow up, not grow older. <laughs> grow older. Grow up sounds as nicer like up, that. When I grow up, <laughs> as we grow up, we, we need to like better understand our bodies because everything's yeah. changing right. and nobody prepares us like for the ugly stuff. It's no, like they when don't. you're pregnant and you go get the like what to expect when you're expecting and it's like the Bible and everybody reads it. It's all great and all and important, but nobody like prepares you the ugly for stuff. all the ugly stuff and you know, the, the stuff that happens after and how the body changes oh, yeah. and what we're supposed to do and who you're supposed to call. And um, I, I just, I, I, I think it's a, a, a mystery. I think being a woman is is a true mystery. Yeah. It's sad because they don't put money into women's studies. That's why it's a mystery. And I think that's sad. We don't know enough about the woman brain and the woman body mm -hmm. like we do men. And and go back, you know, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. Look, what were women doing then when they were going through changes and how were they fighting it when, you know, you couldn't go just get an anti-inflammatory, you know, over-the-counter medicine? Like They suffered. Yeah. They and they suffered. died young, so yeah, that's right. Well, you know, it's crazy. Hopefully, we just keep learning and we become responsible for our own bodies and our yeah. own life, and we seek out modalities that help us individually. Yeah, that's right. I also think talking about it, and I, and I'm going to say this um, um, with all the right intentions. I think finding humor in it is super, super freeing it will and pull necessary, you out. <laughs> and it will pull you out. And like, I have a chapter in in the Naked Mom called "Embrace the Bitch," and people are like, "Whoa, really? You're going to like own up to that?" I actually have like an alter ego. I have a name for my other side. And I, if David was here, he'd probably be like, yeah, I'm so glad you're admitting it. Yeah, she's a bitch. But normally, like, I, I feel like I lose it. I, I lose it very rarely. Like I have a pretty high tolerance and I can take a lot. But every once in a while, I am so happy that I have a default to fall back on. And her name is Bernie Ass Vaseline. That's Double hilarious. B. Never knew that. Bernie Ass Vaseline. You'll never know because I love you and women are gentle with women. <laughs> but her name is Bernie Ass Vaseline. And I can kind of like default to that. And when I can 
can know her and I can laugh about it and I can laugh about what you're going through, what you're going through or what, you know, my sister's going through and we can call each other and we can just unleash on it for no other reason, even in our, even in our like, you know, mental like state, it comes and it goes like it's passing. It passes. If it's, there's not a serious situation. It passes, and there's an unspoken understanding that we share as women that makes it all feel better. Yes. It just does. For sure. It's only our husbands. You're not alone. (laughs) Our husbands are alone. Yeah. They got a tough road. I mean, with with PMS, I mean, there are times when I really, like, when I quiet my mind and I think about my behavior where I feel sort of, like, really bad. But, but, mm. but, but see, because you have a conscience, which is really beautiful about you because you're smart and you're sensitive and you love your husband and you're aware of it and you know that it's real and it's no joke. So the simple fact that you can be vulnerable enough to say that right now, mm. you know, and you can own it instead of being in denial is a part of your awareness that frees you, don't you think? But it just goes back to your your quote about mother Mother Nature really fucked us. Yeah. We go through this because we can bear children. That's a big deal. Uh, That's yes. a big deal. Men can't Our do that. Our pain tolerance, by the way. I mean, it has a lot attached to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of the things happened to be PMS. It's just one of the things that we have to deal with to have it's that gift part of, of it. bearing And children. we also have that ability, and I've spoken about this before in other podcasts, but we do have that ability to just sort of keep giving and keep tolerating and keep managing. Like we're multitaskers. Women strength. multitask. For we sure. Do. For sure. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, think about this. Like when your husband gets sick. Like I can be sick. I can have a fever. I can be on death's door. so I'm annoying. It's actually very annoying. And I don't get to like call in on the live show and go, sorry guys, I'm sick. Can't come to work today. No, I get to put my big girl pants on. I get to suck it up and I get to go power through it. And it's my girlfriends so- who aren't on a microphone right now yeah. are looking at me nodding going, uh, yeah, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Still got to take the kids to school. Yeah. Still got to knock it out. Still got to pack that lunch. Still got to deal with it and manage my feelings. That's right. And be a woman's woman. That's right. And take care yeah. of our family. And I hope sometimes at the end of it all, for a little iota of compassion. <laughs> it's a little trade-off. It's a trade-off. It's a trade-off. It's a trade-off. So the one thing that I find about PMS is that it's incredibly powerful, right? In the most positive way, I think, for somebody like myself, where it sort of gives me a voice, where I typically am, I mean, you know me, I'm so quiet. Yeah. I'm so passive, which is sort of your really feather, quite you are, annoying. You are kind of fun when your feathers are all fluffed up. No, interesting. Well, I, I will say that. It no, is interesting. I would have never I'm thought not, of that. I'm not afraid of you when you're PMSing. I, oh, really God, kind of I like would have it. never thought because, of that. Interesting. interesting. Do you know why? Interesting. Do you know why? And I think that you feel sort of, well, maybe might feel the same way. Is it, I find it really powerful in the most positive way because it, I find that I like, I'm the most... I feel like I'm the most creative. Maybe I'm drinking my own Kool-Aid. I don't know. Okay, so is like that, Sarah, what is that? Is that related to something that happens chemically in the brain? Mm. We're a little jacked up, so you're a little bit more creative? Well, your hormones are just fluctuating, but I don't know any scientific mm. backing of that. I'm going to do a little research on that. Research so we're gonna it. Get back, get back to that. That's really interesting. But do you find that? I mean, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's a point where I can finally speak my mind. You know, my husband's like, what's going on with you? You know, what? What's the problem? I, I mean, it sounds, it sounds like testosterone is flowing in you more. Oh, geez. Don't, really? Maybe. Well, th- well what, there's nothing uh, wrong with a little yeah, testosterone, what's wrong with that? by the way. By the way, ladies, get your levels checked too, because if you're Every low three on, months. if you're low on testosterone, 
Once again, I'm filing a disclaimer here, but your libido will suffer. You won't have as much energy. I just started you, using it. Yeah. Well, I, it's it, made a world of I difference. I know a lot of women who are taking testosterone doing the topical cream. Game changer. Yep. For sure. Well, you and they it say is. it's good for like the sex drive. I'm not sure that's to be true, but game um, changer. Yeah, that's that's happening. We'll see. So that, that's, <laughs> yeah. Brooke, oh, stop painting on your one, face. Party of one. <laughs> No, I'm looking at my girlfriend's going, yeah, you start growing a beard. I'm like, shave it. No, you don't start growing You're a beard. slathering it on her body as you know, says, like, okay. you start to get facial hair, and, like, you need to take it down a notch. I'm like, why? I'm working out harder. I'm lean. I'm good. So, so I have to fuck, pluck a few chin hairs. <laughs> You're like, it's good. I need it. Need it, need it, need it. I want to read you something um, from my Embrace the Bitch chapter about Bernie-ass Vaseline because you say you don't know her. So I just want to, like, bring to light the value of, like, embracing your inner bitch because sometimes, like you just said, you roll through it, your testosterone, whatever, whatever's happening in the body, it kicks in for PMS and you find your voice. So meet Bernie-ass Vaseline, or better yet, don't meet her. If you're smart, because Bernie-ass is a high-octane antidote to my chronic nice girl syndrome, which you have nice girl syndrome, Kristen. My in-your-face, talk-to-the-hand diva in charge of all selfish demands, withering put-downs, and unseemingly outbursts of bad temper. Wow. Because everybody needs a little bit of that. If you want to use me, abuse me, or just plain tick me off, you're going to have to go through Bernie ass first. <laughs> so Bernie ass is not merely my alter ego. She's my personal superhero. There you go. So take that in. Always on standby to fight even the dirtiest of fights and champion even the lamest of causes. <laughs> this, is where the hall, this is where the hall pass comes in. This is where the girlfriend sympathy, sympathy chip comes in. Love that. Bernie Ass takes no prisoners, offers no excuses, harbors no regrets, and never counts her groceries before using the express checkout line. That's hilarious. <laughs> this is my everyday life. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Come on. Right? No totally. apologies. Like you speak your yeah. mind. That's what I do. Yeah. And then Good. my husband was like, you, you really feel, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I feel that way all the fucking time, but I don't want to say it until I get, right? Until I'm PMS. Until you're a little out Like I feel like. Okay. So there's something good. Here's the positive part about PMS, right? It's finding like, sort of like your, your, your little Shiro inside of you, Right. Sure. That can like step up when need be. I mean, you know. If it gives you the chutzpah to be the real you and speak up, then. I mean, yeah. I mean, within reason, right? I mean. No. (laughs) But I'm definitely. Can we speak to this at all? Um, Question, because we we might need to get some specialist advice on this one. But how do we connect sex um, and that connection and even like that release to PMS and to what we roll through hormonally. I mean, do we feel like that might be a positive, um, here I am like promoting like exercise and sex, but I'm not trying to do that, like legitimate question of what happens in the body. Well, I think we all know that when you have sex, it does release dopamine. That's a fact. So that's one of your good feeling neurotransmitters that we talked about. It definitely does that. Which kind of makes no sense when you're feeling down and out and you don't want to work out and you certainly don't feel. And you hate your <laughs> husband. And you're divorcing your husband. Okay, bad idea, bad conversation, bad conversation. Well, no, 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 but, but it's not a bad, bad idea. But it's one of those things you should push through, right? Well, I think so. You push through that too. I you, think you push so. through exercise, you it's push through like chocolate. Look, it's it's the same thing which we talked about earlier yeah. about chocolate. Right. In the in, in the opening warning. So what happens in the brain when we eat chocolate? It releases serotonin. So why do we crave chocolate when we're PMSing? Because you're low. We need serotonin. <laughs> what happens when we have an orgasm? 
Does that increase serotonin? It increases yeah. dopamine. Dopamine. And what does that have to do with serotonin? It's a, it's a, it's a good same feeling. Kind of a thing. It's the same kind of thing. So eat chocolate, work out, have sex. Call your girlfriend's bitch. Have End of story. Ego. Drop Give the mic. Drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Because I promised, and anyone can chime into this, I want to give the men who, I know you're listening. I know you're in your car, and you're in the city, and you're in traffic, and you've chosen this podcast because you want to, like, embrace the Because you love Brooke. No, it's not because <laughs> and of she's that. Hot. Men, stop it. Men want to know about PMS, right? They want to know how to manage it. They want to blame everything on PMS, Mm -hmm. but if you partner up with PMS, and I know you're going to agree with me, David Hart, my producer here, what can, what advice, and let's be compassionate about it. Can we give men what not to do? Like we know, don't bring it up. Don't bring up, are you PMSing? Ever. In the middle of a disagreement, especially. Ooh. Don't say to your kids, number one, mommy's getting her period. Yeah. Is it that Don't time of month? Do Oh, is it that time of month? Don't ever ask that. <laughs> and by the way, you should know, you guys. They do. Own but it. they don't. They no, still they do. do it. Because okay, you're, you're PMSing. Okay, men are PMSing all the time, so don't even try Yeah. That. By the way, they do have their own hormone fluctuations. Thank you. Yes. And it's related to our cycle, so let's look dig into that. At least we have an excuse. Yeah. What excuse do you got? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. that's what I say. So what else? What, what have you learned from your wife, David, of what not to do? Come on. How long have you been married? Uh, 20 years. How many? Ooh. Whoa. Yeah. Ooh. How many kids? <laughs> Three. Wow. Yeah. So, I know you've learned a lot. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You know. What uh, didn't you know 20 years ago? Oh, everything. <laughs> I mean, I, um, as far I mean, when it comes to managing PMS or something like that, I I just think your wife doesn't have PMS. She she does, but it's gotten so much better after childbirth. It did oh, really. Yeah. Oh, interesting. It's usually the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and never mind, David. <laughs> We're done. We're done with you. Forget about that. Um, but you know what? We might actually we when when it comes to like menopause. Right? Our PMS mm. is so bad. Maybe we'll sort of like be happy. Oh, I Could think it that be? brings in a whole nother set of problems. Okay. But that's let's another stick to cast. the guys because I, yeah. I, I know they're listening right now. So what else? A little lower back rub, like when we're cramping, that would be Very really good nice. Humor. Humor yeah. is good. Humor is what you said. Humor is yeah. huge. Humor and chocolate. Humor yes. chocolate. Chocolate is nice. Like Take how that. hard is it to buy a fucking chocolate bar? By the way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not that hard. <laughs> this is why you're my partner. Okay. Keep it real. Get that dark chocolate bar. Put yeah. it in the freezer. Oh, here we go. Bring oh, yeah. it into oh, bed. Wait, here's the perfect, here's the perfect night. Okay. Pour her a glass of red wine. Oh, yes. Give her some chocolate. Make dinner. Give her a massage. Oh. Then initiate sex. Oh, well, wouldn't that just heal off? <laughs> wouldn't that just say change the and then, world? And then go for a jog. Oh, make- <laughs> wait, and then schedule the word out the, the workout the next morning. Don't give her a cup of coffee, but expect her to get up and do it. Then, wait, and then, then organize a few zero plus in her mouth. Exactly, and then organize a pity party with all of her girlfriends. Yeah. And do whatever she says. Problem solved. Husband of the year. <laughs> Husband of the year. So what does David Charvet do when you're PMSing? Uh, does he know? <laughs> Crickets. There's like crickets in here. Um, sorry, I'm stuttering. I try so hard to weasel and not make this about me. It's okay. Um, yes, he knows, and fortunately, I know, so he knows he's not really allowed to talk about it. 
Um, I do get like the, the, the side look and I do get occasionally the inappropriate questions, but he's in New York right now. And I texted him this morning because I knew we were getting ready to do this podcast and I have to give him huge kudos for this one. So I text him and I say, uh, let me sort through all the bullshit here. I say, <laughs> are you PMSing? Um, I'm not going to tell you how, I'm not going to read the abuse that I gave him. I'm going to, I'm, oh. I'm going all positive here. Um, okay. I said, uh, he asked me how I was and I was honest. I was like, I just finished booty burn. I'm a little wiped out, but I'm about to head into Santa Monica to meet my girls at the condo for ladies night. And we're going to record a PMS podcast. Do you have any funny, anything funny that you can share? Like anything you can tell me, like even for a male point of view about my PMS. And I thought this was going to open up like <laughs> the one time I actually asked his point of view, which I would never ask him. This is what he says to me. One line my girlfriend Stephanie's on the couch. She's like, oh, she's like waiting for this one. She goes, afraid to cross that line and sends me the emoji with the wink, with the blushing cheeks. Never used that emoji before. And I was like, oh my God, he just grew up. I texted him back and I said, smart man, that's all I needed. Wow. That's all I needed. I was like really proud of him that's for going, incredible. nope, not going to go there. This is a complete girl thing. With a sense of humor too. With some, with the little with an emoji. emoji. Yeah. David Charvet. That's awesome. I won't tell you what else he said after that. <laughs> well, maybe you should. Yeah, no, maybe you should. No, 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 no. Do share. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> All right, that's our PMS extravaganza. I want to thank my friends, Kristen and Melanie, for sharing their experience and knowledge with all of us. I learned so much. I hope you guys did too. I'll see you next week right here on the Naked Mom Podcast. Now go out and eat some chocolate.